2: You're listening to Puma Podcast. Ako si Stella Alido, Tala ang nickname ko. 18 years old, nasa senior high at nakatira sa isla ng Sanga. Mapayapa ang buhay dito sa amin. Masaya kami dito kahit na minsan mahirap din ang buhay isla. Maliit lang ang isla namin, isang barangay lang. Walang ospital, walang grocery at walang college dito. Para pumunta sa bayan na nasa mainland, kailangan magbangka ng mga dalawang oras. Pero sobrang ganda ng isla namin. May tabing dagat, may falls, may bundok. Sabi nga ng mga turistang nakakapunta dito, ito na raw ang pinakamagandang islang napuntahan nila sa buong buhay nila. This year, kagraduate na ako. Excited pero... Hinakabahan din ako kasi hindi pa ako nakakapag-decide kung pupunta ba ako sa mainland para doon mag-college o kung mananatili ba ako rito sa isla para tumulong sa mga magulang ko.
1: You're listening to a story of a fictional character living on an imaginary island. But her experiences are everyday truths for many Filipinos spread across the archipelago. Today, we'll focus on that. Hearing the narratives of coastal communities, and paying attention. I'm Trisha Aquino, co-founder of Puma Podcast, and in this show, we take the disruption brought by COVID-19 to consider not just the new normal that awaits us, but a better normal that we might as well work for. In this episode of A Better Normal, we'll zoom in on our islands. Communities here are among the most vulnerable to climate change. How do they deal with its impacts? What role does nature play? And when you're talking about people who have been left behind for so long, what does development mean? This is the third of a four-part series where we surface stories of climate change in hopes of inspiring action. This series is supported by the Oscar M. Lopez Center for Climate Change Adaptation in partnership with Asia Society Philippines.
3: To me, definitely. Actually, na often talaga ako pag sinasabihan ng ano, island communities as sinking, disappearing, hopeless. Kasi in reality, that's very, very far from the truth. Kasi with the issue of climate change, it's being presented to us as if it's the biggest and only problem of our island communities and communities. We completely forget their history where they have been living in such a precarious environment for their entire life, but somehow they are still able to thrive. So definitely there's resilience there. They have done it
1: before, and I'm sure that they can do it again now for climate change. That was Dr. Loris Hamero. She's an expert on climate change adaptation in small island communities. In fact, she sees this firsthand as she hails from Bohol. She also heads the Resilience Co-Laboratory at the Manila Observatory, where they work with communities to, well, boost their resilience. Doklao's message is an important one to keep in mind as we move through this episode. Yes, there's hardship, and yes, we have to work urgently to improve their economic situation— and to support their adaptation to the impacts of climate change. But these communities can and are already acting on the challenges that global warming poses. Pero ano nga ba ang mga pagsubok na ito? Let's go to the science. In the next 10 to 20 years, says Doklao, scientists expect that global temperatures will be 1.5 degrees Celsius higher than pre-industrial levels. And that's bad news. Especially
3: for communities located along coastlines and in small islands because um, climate impact drivers along the coast such as coastal flood and erosion, ocean acidity, marine heatwave, and relative sea level are all projected to increase with high confidence in the future. So by increase, what we are saying is that they are going to increase uh, both in magnitude
1: and also frequency. We've already talked about some of these phenomena in previous episodes. Remember how we said fish are driven away from their usual habitats because of one, warming waters, and two, floods from the uplands that wash soil into the sea? Bukod pa rito, sabi ni Doc Lau, we will also lose the majority of our low-latitude coral reefs. So, pause lang tayo to define this. Low-latitude coral reefs are in shallow, warm, tropical waters. Compared to those in colder waters, mas malaki ang variety ng coral species, fish, and other marine organisms dito. Kapag nawala ang low-latitude coral reefs, mawawala rin ang biodiversity. This will disrupt the marine ecosystem and in turn, hurt our fisherfolk and their livelihood. At ngayon pa lang, nararanasan na ng island communities sa Danahon Bank sa Buhol ang mga epektong ito ng climate change. the Nahon Bank is only one of six double-barrier reefs in the world. Basically, it's a rare geological formation.
3: So back in December 2021, we were directly hit by Super Typhoon Rai here in Bohol. And it really caught us off guard because it rapidly intensified from Category 1 to 5 in 24 hours, leaving us very short time to prepare and even evacuate By the time we received the warning, it was too late, and it was very difficult to cross from the island to the mainland. It arrived here at around 7.30, and it coincided with our peak tide at 9.30, which added another 1.3 meters of water. And so in the small islands in the Nahon Bank, you actually see a lot of damage. Um, And this is mainly because of storm surges reaching up to 4 meters high.
1: Bukod pa sa mga extreme weather events tulad ng bagyong ito, nararanasan din ng island community sa Danahon Bank ang slow-onset events tulad ng tidal flooding. Pause lang tayo dito to define an important phrase, slow-onset events. Ito ang mga epekto ng nagbabagong klima na unti-unti man nating nararanasan, minsan nga ay marahan pa, pero tuloy-tuloy naman ang paglubha. So again, sa Danahon Bank, tidal flooding ang isang example nito. Which means that they are flooded every spring tide,
3: every new moon and full moon of each month. And the islands are completely flooded
1: and it can last for several hours across several days depending on the tide level. Siyempre, kailangan pa rin pumasok ng mga bata sa eskwelahan. Imagine, minsan tayo tinatamad pumasok sa school, pero sila... Kailangan pang mag sa baha o mag gamit ang makeshift sa sa kahoy. The community adapts by elevating their roads and their homes, and by conserving their mangroves and coral reefs. But obviously, hassle pa rin, to say the least. In fact, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says that even with good adaptation, it's still not enough to prevent loss and damage or yung adverse effects of climate change. Dr. Adele Thomas, who's the lead author of the IPCC's 2022 report on impacts, adaptation, and vulnerability, and the special report on 1.5 degrees Celsius, says that loss and damage have two categories, economic and non-economic. Economic loss and damage are negative impacts that we can assign a monetary value to. Halimbawa, Ang halaga ng pag ng damaged infrastructure o kawalan ng kita dahil sa nasirang pananim at ani. Meanwhile, Non-economic loss and damage are negative impacts where it is difficult or infeasible to assign a monetary value to. Halimbawa, Yung trauma na naiwan sa'yo pagkatapos ang matinding bagyo, katulad ng Yolanda. Eh kung itong karanasan naman ni Tala, the fictional character we heard at the start of the episode.
2: Napansin ko kanina na parang medyo maalat yung tubig na iniinom ko. Minsan kasi kapag hindi kami nakakapag-igib sa batis sa itaas, umiinom na rin kami ng tubig na galing sa poso. Mabuti, naabutan ko yung mga researcher kanina pagkatapos ng klase namin. Paalis na kasi sila noon, sina Ate Marie at Sikuya Jake. Environmental scientist daw sila. Sa linification pala, yung salita na hindi maalala ni Auntie nening. Dahil daw sa climate change, tumataas ang tubig dagat. Dahil dito, naaapektuhan nito ang tubig tabang sa ilalim ng lupa kung saan kumukuha naman ng tubig ang mga poso. Naririnig ko na ang climate change sa school tsaka minsan sa social media. Pero hindi ko alam na ganoon pala kalaki ang epekto nito sa isla namin.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom.
1: At this point, we already know the context of our island communities. We know that a 1.5 degrees Celsius warming spells disaster for them. We also briefly touched on how they're dealing with it. Laliman panatin. Matunug ngayon ang ecosystems-based adaptation. Basically, it's when the community harnesses the power of nature by restoring and protecting their forests coral reefs, and mangroves, among others, so that they can adapt to climate change. So yung mga taga-Danahon Bank, diba, sabi ni Doklao, they're already conserving their mangroves and coral reefs. And our other guests are advocates of the same. Here's Candice Mungaya from Rare Philippines. It's a conservation NGO that focuses on municipal fishers. Many of our coastal LGUs have the capacity
4: na to manage the municipal waters, like designated which areas uh, should be allowed for fishing, which areas are dapat to protect for
1: uh, mangrove restoration and coral reef conservation. Now, our fisher folk may know the importance of conservation. But how do we make sure those in power are on board? Rare Philippines has worked with 75 LGUs. Ito raw ang sikreto, sabi ni Candice first thing that we do is really
4: instill like a sense of ownership or pride sa resources that they have in the community, especially po sa ating makers like the mayors, yung ating mga municipal agriculture office, yung ating mga municipal fisheries council who are also active in managing yung mga resources No, kasi mas magiging effective po yung kumbaga, management strategies nila ay mga sites din po tayo na gumagawa tayo ng mga mascots na no, flagship species ng mga LGUs like sa isang LGU po madami po doong um, mga rabbit fish so pag nakikita po ito ng mga bata sabi nila na ay kailangan palang lang dumami yan kasi yan yung nagbibigay ng kabuhayan kay nanay at tatay parang importante po siya mahalin po natin yung mga yung mga isda pong ganito so yung ganoon po na, like ensuring na yung community po ay may ownership sa resources nila and instilling pride po for them na maging protective sa mga resources. Other than that, napakadami pa po like sa mga LGUs po natin na nasa protected area, kasama po natin yung mga communities at gumagawa po tayo together ng mga jingle tungkol po sa yaman po ng dagat po sa area nila, like sa Canyon Strait. At pinakanta po yun, pati nga po sa mga dispo sa piyesta, ay piniflame po yun. So, kaya nakikinigan only imagine po ano yung mga kasama natin sa community na in times of celebration, they would always be reminded of what they have at saka why
2: it's worth protecting.
1: Pag-proud tayo sa pinagmulan natin, po-protektahan natin ito. And I love how rare Filipinos used mascots and jingles to foster this pride. Very Pinoy, ba? Parang mascot lang sa fast food joint o jingle ng nangangampanyang politiko. Sa so, usapin pa rin ng pagmamahal sa pinanggalingan natin, Ito ang experience niya tuwing nagmamapa sila ng communities.
4: Alam natin na they grew up, diyan sila pinanganak, diyan sila nagkatrabaho. Pero pag nakita mo na minamapa nila kung ano yung resources, like, hala, ganito pala kadami yung mangroves namin. Pero tagahanin kami nito ng bagyo. Ah, dito pala yung coral reefs namin. Makikita rin natin mismo sa kanila kung gaano sila ka-proud na, oo nga pala, may ganito nga pala tayo. At nakakatulong to for our livelihood and for our food security.
1: Dagdag ni toklaw mula palang sa pagpili kung alin ang protected areas, dapat kasama na ang komunidad. Sila ang nakakaalam ng lugar nila, and involving them in such decisions gives them a sense of responsibility and ownership. Therefore, mas nagiging effective ang programa. And apart from involving them in planning and decision-making, there's also benefits to be had from listening to what they know in small
3: islands, they have an entire vocabulary to describe winds and waves. And I was just thinking, you know, what if we document that? Uh, what if we know how to utilize that? And in short, we have kumbaga real-time local information to supplement whatever we are seeing
1: in our models. She's talking about weather forecasting here.
3: They have terms for example, Kanaway. is from that direction, ngagaling yung wind. It means that a weather system is coming. Balugo means storm surge. Kasi balugo is, they used to describe strong winds na may kasamang malakas na alon. They also have the term walu So bumagyo, then nagkaroon ng calm, and then babalik yung hangin much stronger than before. So walo is probably their term for um, yung lal pag nandiyan na yung eye wall the eye of the typhoon so they have all of this information but it's not
1: being documented This is the third episode in this mini-series and what we keep hearing is we have to listen to the frontliners to the affected communities because they are experts in their own lives At the same time, may hangganan ang kakayanan nilang mag-adapt kaya kailangan nila ng suporta natin at lalo na ng gobyerno. How can different sectors help our island communities become resilient?
4: May ginagawa rin tayo ngayon na Reina na tinatawag nating parametric insurance with PAR, with DSWD and DAHLG. So, marami pa lang pa lang nawawala na parang earnings or income loss sa mga mangingisda sa panahon na hindi talaga nakakalagot dahil malakas yung ulan. So what we're hoping is magkaroon ng mechanism para makakuha ng insurance or makaklaim ng insurance yung mga mangingisda. Sa LGUs naman, napakalaking bagay na alam din ng ating na-implement ng mayos ng ating mga LGUs, yung DRR plan nila. at the same time, in place already yung mga support na binibigay. For example, um, pag nagkakaroon ng bagyo, may mga... Subsidies tayo specific power fishers like mga fuel subsidies. After that, mabilis yung bounce back, na mabilis yung response ng LGUs ng in terms of giving yung mga nasira or mga naanot na gear and poles ng ating mga mga nisda, maganda sana naka in place na yon para makapagpatudo yung ating mga fisher talib.
1: There's also the matter of making sure the law is enforced. Did you know that only municipal fishers have the privilege of fishing? in municipal waters These are bodies of water that are up to 15 kilometers away from the coast Meanwhile, municipal fishers are the fisher folk who use small and light fishing vessels. My specific measurements payan. But basically, these people don't fish for commercial purposes. Nangingis dalang sila para sa pansarili nilang pangangailangan. At kung sumobra naman ang huli nila, nila to. Na mo tunatig mga municipal fishers
4: na uh, meron ding spread for example mga commercial fishers at yung malalaking bangka talaga na pumapasok sa municipal waters using big boats and very and high efficient gear na nadi-display talaga yung ating mga mangingisdang nakasakay sa maliit na demotor na akup line na mangisda that's also another factor na kailangan rin i-consider in pursuing like economic development, na sino ba yung kailangan natin i-prioritize at sino yung mauna. Mas kailangan natin tulungan at i-empower yung mas nangangailangan.
1: Doklao adds that there has to be nuance when we talk about climate change mitigation in the context of island communities. Yes, we need to
3: conserve the environment, but that needs to happen Within the broader development goals, then, say we can talk about conserving coral reefs. But what about the livelihood of the fishermen? And as long as we are conscious of that, the meron development issues today, they cannot afford to think of the typhoon in December because they have to think about where to get their food today, how to send their children to school. So I really feel that addressing climate change will have to be through development then.
1: Remember our fictional character, Tala? She's trying to decide whether to leave her island home for college. Spoiler alert, by the end of the series, and we'll tell you where you can find it online in a bit, she makes her choice. You can fast-forward by about 30 seconds if you
2: don't want to hear the ending yet. Gusto kong kumuha ng environmental science katulad ni ate Marie at kuya Jake. Na-inspire ako sa kanila na malaman pa ang sitwasyon dito sa isla namin. Gusto kong malaman kung ano nga ba ang climate change at ang magiging epekto pa nito sa aming isla. Gusto ko malaman kung ano ba ang pwede ko, namin, at pwede nating lahat gawin para makayanan natin ang malaking pagsubok na ito.
1: The reality is, Tala will have chances at a better life by continuing her education. But with the course she plans to take, and the mission she's chosen for herself, the path to this better life is more in line with the development Doc Lau talks about. And what are our guests' vision for a better life, a better normal? Here's Juan Miguel Torres. His team is behind Tala Story, which is based on their research in Suluan Island, Eastern Samar, where Super Typhoon Yolanda first made landfall in November 2013. (laughs) dito <laughs> ko ultimate dream talaga uh, given yung talagang
2: projections na uh, 2100 sinlulubog ang mga isla for these islands to remain and uh, hindi mabawasan ang 7800 plus na isla dito sa atin
1: Here's candis
4: siguro yung ultimate dream ko for our small islands in our coastal communities is magkaroon sila ng enough na kita na pang-araw-araw na yung mabubusog sila, may breakfast, lunch at dinner sila. Tapos, sa panahon ng bagyo, naiintindihan nila kung ano yung epekto nung sa kanila at alam nila kung ano yung dapat nilang gawin in respond to that at makakabangon sila agad-agad. At siguro kangatlo, yung kusal committees natin, yung mga na, mga pamilyang nangangarap na mapagtapos nila ng college, yung mga anak nila ay makapagtapos ng pag-aaral.
3: Finally, here's Doc Lau kailangan talaga ng transformational change. So incremental change is no longer enough to deal with the climate problem. Uh, but for me, the, the way I see it, yung transformation doesn't have to be into the unknown. It's more of rediscovering our intimate relationship with the environment. So nakikita ko yung climate dream ko is we live a simpler and more balanced life. Yung tipong paglabas mo ng bahay na kakita mo yung mga puno. <laughs> Pagpunta mo sa dagat, marami isda ulit. Yeah, uh, I feel like a simpler life in a richer environment is is the dream for
1: me. Again, I'm Trisha Aquino, co-founder of Puma Podcast. You've been listening to A Better Normal. This episode was produced by myself. It was put together by Carl Sayat. Carl Jojavier provided editorial support. Next week, we release the final episode in this four-part series where we surface stories of climate change in hopes of inspiring action. This series is supported by the Oscar M. Lopez Center for Climate Change Adaptation in partnership with Asia Society Philippines. Kung bitin ka pa, watch the full conversation among our resource persons on the Facebook page of Asia Society Philippines. Look for ang ating kwentong klima, kwentong isla in the videos tab. Kung gusto mo namang marinig ang kwento ni Tala, watch Sanga Sampung sangasang kwentong klima ng mga pulo. That's on YouTube. Just search for Salikain Collective. This series is bingeable. Each video is no more than 4 minutes long. We also recommend listening to another show we created at Puma Podcast in partnership with Rare Philippines. Search Sa Fish May Forever on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening.